All aboard the gravy train! Are you riding your financial planner or broker's gravy train? Your financial prospectus outlines how brokers are allowed to charge you hidden fees. Next stop, hidden fees! Want to take back control of your retirement income? Just get off at the next stop. And tune in to the Total Financial Hour with host Arif Halaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about Welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me. Appreciate you staying staying through the shows. Listen, part of what we do here is to talk about your family's finances. You've heard me say this before, getting out of debt, managing the future. But look, you're all playing the game, okay? The The recent election showed that if you get involved, you know, maybe this is the place to say it. When I say I told you so, when I say especially those of you that are retired, especially those of you that are financially okay, this is when you get involved. Maybe you don't run for office. Maybe you're the person giving the speeches, going viral, talking about your children. Who else do you think is going to care for your kids? Do you think a lot of these city council people or school board members that don't have children, that have never been married, that have never held a job, they just go from political office, they see your children as a stepping stone to the next great state or, or local office? And look, some of you got involved across the country. That's amazing. The Denver school board, the Dallas school board, a lot of good people got involved and they said enough is enough. Look, can I say Virginia? Right. It's the, as they say, the, you know, the mama bears or the, uh, uh, the mom army, the army of moms. You've heard it said a bunch of different ways. They stood up and they fought back and they said, listen, you all have a job to do. When you start crossing the line, then I have to now get in and straighten you up. You wouldn't let a surgeon, uh, listen, it's not my business what a surgeon who's going to work on me or a, a doctor or a mechanic, I don't care about your political affiliation. Fix my car. Fix me. I don't want to hear about your, your outlook on life, your social ideas. No, no, no. Look, in school, it's reading, writing, and arithmetic. And they're giving out these silly unicorn slash uh, questionnaires to five, six years old, seven, eight, ten. They want to know about your sexual habits, about your attraction. Kids are like, uh... I don't know, I'm attracted to to ca- cartoons or what are they call animated <laughs> video games? Uh, what what? Talking about the sexualization of our kids. Right, Honey Boo Boo, remember those shows? You look and you watch. Wait a second, why are these 8-year-olds dressed up like a 21-year-old stripper? And every time somebody would say something they went, "Oh, no, no, no. You just don't have a sense of humor, you don't have a sense of taste." of artistic style. 
And it's come all the way down to kindergartners being separated into sexual orientation and color. They're just kids, you guys. Who else is going to defend the kids? Listen, some of you, you've raised your children. You've done an amazing job. They're healthy, strong, good members of society. You have the financial wherewithal. You're done with your job for one reason or another, retired or just decided it's, it's enough. And I know you don't feel like getting involved. I wish that was the case. Do you think in 1940, people were thinking in, in two years, I'm going to be in the middle of a, of a war? No, they said, listen, I'm an accountant. I'm an attorney. I work for the city. I'm a janitor. They, some, some of those folks were in a foxhole 18 months later. Right? So this is important. Not everybody's life goes according to the way you think it's going to go. And right now we're calling. We need you. Because nobody can cancel you. Right? The 40-year-old mom, single mom of two, who just got let go from Cedar sinai Hospital. Because first they approve a religious exemption and then they deny a religious exemption. Or Kaiser Hospital that decides a person with a disabled child can no longer represent, uh, ready for this, on telemedicine. Yeah. She'd been working on telemedicine before. She works on telemedicine after and for whatever reason, whatever power trip, even though the antibody she has is off the charts, they say, oh, you have to go get the shot. Look, I don't know why it's become the employer's business. ABC, Disney. Now they want to start getting involved in your healthcare life. Really? You guys have to stand up. Those of you that don't need to pretend or to whisper so that you can keep a job or get a vaccine against your will. What is this? Like Soviet Union, Goebbels, uh, (laughs) Germany experiments? I really think the answer to this is you guys. Look at what happened in Minneapolis. People came out that never voted uh, before. And they stood up against this defund the police, get rid of the police department. It's bad enough Seattle has lost hundreds of police officers. L.A. has lost hundreds of police officers. Austin PD stripped. That's a place where nobody came out. Because here's what happens, you guys. You see, if you're not going to fight as a retiree, with the wealth and the means, the cash flow, the income, then very few other people will. You're the one that God set up at this moment in time to have the passion, the intelligence, the desire, and I'm going to give you a little bit more of a kick in the pants, if you say, so that you can get out and make a difference. They did it. They did it across the country in different school board elections. They did it in in some city-wide elections, right? So, uh, look, uh, this is the I told you so moment. You guys can make a difference. You have the ability. You have the power. And you have the means. How many other people are losing their job? AT&T. Oh, everybody has to be vaccinated. Really? To do what? 
to to run to run lines to answer phones why don't you just let people do what they want you can ask them about birth control next or herpes where's the line people how about if you're AT&T you just get me the best darn phone service I can get that's your job if you're a school you're supposed to teach reading writing and arithmetic stay out of social stuff it's not your job Kaiser Hospital make people better get out of my life I mean you get it shame on you Cedar sinai shame on you the amount of doctors, nurses, right? I want you guys to come out. Send me an email because we know about how many. And I think they should be shamed. Oh, well, safety. Everything's about safety, right? So why don't you walk around uh, never eating sushi again? The CDC, the FDA, they both say you should not eat sushi. Did you know that? All sushi restaurants should be shut down according to the CDC. Cookie dough ice cream doesn't exist. Driving at night, mm, dangerous. Especially Friday and Saturday nights. Do you know how easy it is to get hit by a drunk driver on those nights? You should stay home. Safety. It's about safety. Let's outlaw all cars before airbags were invented. Safety. Come on now. It's America, you guys. I need you to fight. Somebody's going to fight for you. Or they'll fight against you. I want you to fight back. All right, here's a couple of things, guys. You notice the supply chain, right? Everybody's talking about supply chain. It's funny. Economics, growing up, most people didn't couldn't spell supply chain, right? Econ 101, that's where they failed. What do you mean uh, supply? Demand side economics, supply, what is that again? And now you have uh, pundits on these morning news <laughs> talking about supply chain. I think it's great. It's nice to get more people involved in economics. I think you'll have a better chance at being successful and wealthy if you understand economics. So what's the supply chain? Well, Gavin Newsom and his predecessor, Governor Brown, they outlawed trucks through their legislature, the one-party legislature, right? The impotent, and that's only because that's the kind word I can say, the impotent Republican Party in our state legislature, who's between feckless and irrelevant, have zero to do to stop the progressive Democrat agenda. Oh, I spoke to one recently. It would be so much worse if we weren't there. Really? Okay. I mean, I guess, right? Global warming would be so much worse if we didn't have all the solar power. Okay. Prove a negative. I guess you can get worse than the clowns driving this state, but here's what they've done. They, they outlawed trucks, big rig trucks that are supposed to go pick up the, the containers and drive them up, down, and across the state and into other states from all of the ports across California. Except here's the problem. The trucks in California, you cannot drive them on the highway if they're three years or older unless they have had tens of thousands of dollars of upgrades. Now, most truck drivers, they're not these big conglomerates. If you think the Democrat Party has anything to do with the small business owner, they do not. It is over. They are married to big business. All they want, big business, is profit, and the Democrat Party delivers that to them, period. They do in so many ways. They regulate the daylights out of the small business owner. When Barbara Boxer, senator, remember her? She disappeared. I don't know what she's doing now. When Barbara Boxer was our U.S. senator, 
Her family owns a chain, one of the largest chain of airport shuttles in California. The shuttle service, right? Super shuttle, if I remember right. And then they passed a law that said, hey, if you're going to go pick up passengers from a federal airport, you're going to have to have electric vehicles. I'm going to be off on the number because it's been a little bit and my mind is just, I think it's one out of five has to be an electric vehicle. So if you have five vehicles, one of them has to be an electric vehicle. If you have four, one of them has to be three, one, two, one of them. If it's six, it's one until you get to the next five. Simple enough. For every five or or uh, less than five, you have to have one electric vehicle. Here's why that matters. Because before she passes the law, she goes, her and her husband go around the state of California and they lock up the conversions of these vans because you have to convert them. And so she buys up all of the conversion kits, all of the operations to get them done, the labor, (laughs) for two years. And then what she does is very simple. They pass the law. So Joe, uh, airport shuttle guy who has three immigrant, by the way, most of these people, immigrant, who has three or four vans, goes to get them fixed because they have a year to do it. Well, tough luck. The the super shuttle uh, contract is for two years. So Joe Worker, who says, I have three shuttle vans, my nephew and my wife and, and I, we all drive them. Try to make a living. We pick up from uh, San Francisco Airport, from Orlando, San Jose, California, uh, San, uh, Los Angeles. They pick up. Sorry. Hi there. I, I'd like to. I'd like to get my cars, or my trucks redone. Nope. Sorry. Come back in two years. Hi. I have a van. It has to be. Nope. Sorry. And none of you guys, one probably knew that, and two, did the media ever cover it and say? You know, that sounds a little... You passed the law, but before the law was even known to the public, you went in and did a workaround. Well, at least our other senator was okay, who had the Chinese spy working for her for 22 years. <laughs> Diane Feinstein, don't worry about her. Because all she decides to do is to push and push this train. They have a bullet train to nowhere, right? You've heard me say this. Her husband got the one of the first checks... About $100 million was written to Diane Feinstein's husband. Wasn't there, isn't there any kind of class or they already had $400 million? I mean, listen, I get it. It's hard to make a living on $400 million. You can't, you, you can't live the way you want to live on $400 million. You need an extra hundred <laughs> just to get by. I get it. So what does she do? She pushes and pushes this bullet train to nowhere, as they say, and her husband gets the first $100 million check. Ridiculous. That's California corruptness. We've told you that's what's exactly going to happen to the country. Because as everybody says, oh, progressive politics starting California, there is a reason that the real estate in your states is expensive. Now, you might not like me after I say this part, Because you're going to blame all of those people coming from California. Look what's happened to Tennessee. All of those people coming from California. Look what's happening to St. George or to Austin. Let's be clear, guys. Somebody has to sell that property. And the local man or woman or family that owns it, they're the ones that sell it. 
They could have sold it to a local. They could have sold it for 250000 Instead, they took the highest bid, 410 It had to be sold by a local, probably. And that's why it's so expensive. People say, oh, you know, they're buying up rental property and then they're renting it for, for expensive prices. Yes, because, ready for this? Because the local person sold it to them at a higher price. I know you're not going to like this, but let's just, listen, we're the party of truth. Remember that. We'll deal with the truth. We'll deal with the facts, but we're the party of truth. So there's some responsibility on the locals. There's some responsibility on the average everyday person who is selling their property for one and a half or two and a half times of what it was worth just four or five years ago. But there is the other side of the equation. If California doesn't fix this mess, people are leaving. I spoke at a group the other day and I said, hey folks, 2,200 people a day are leaving the state of California. That's the latest numbers. 2,200 people per day are leaving Monday through Sunday. They don't even rest on Sunday. They are leaving the state of California. Now here's the problem. In that group, a couple people said, yay. One lady clapped. Uh, and nobody else clapped. And I looked at her. I said, yeah, maybe that's a great thing for the for California traffic, but let's be clear on something, guys. It's the people with the money that are leaving. They're leaving. It's not the poor people. If you're a husband, wife, and two kids, four people in your family, your average benefits are right around $78,000 a year. Illegal. Come in. Borrow somebody's kid. Tell them to say, I'm daddy. Three kids, four kids, it's more than 70,000 plus, 80 maybe. That's California. So poor people don't want to leave. This is a great place to go. If you're illegal, you can come here, sanctuary this, sanctuary that. You're not going anywhere. Nobody's, everybody's giving you free stuff. Everybody feels sorry for you, like the homeless guy, right? Like the family that had a flood in New Orleans. Everybody's giving you something for nothing. Here you go. Feel sorry for you. Here you go. And in California, the illegal population is off the charts. Could it have anything to do with the homeless population? Maybe. Because it's the rich people. It's the middle class. It's the upper middle class that are leaving. It's not the poor. So as we see this happening, you might clap. You might be happy that traffic is going to be less. Okay, fine, if you live in California. And you might be unhappy. But here's how you guys are going to have to stop it. Just like they did in certain elections across the country. Listen, the city of New York, it was tough. It's, it's, it's very tough to get a Republican elected to the city of New York. I spoke to a statewide uh, officer in California not too long ago, Republican. And privately, he said, Arif, we budget for between 6 to 7% of the Democrats to cheat, meaning we have to win by at least 6%. That's the break-even point. So when we do our polling, we don't factor in a margin of error for statistical reasons. We factor in a margin of error for cheat reasons. Can you imagine that? Can you? What if you were running Harvard's entrance exam and you said, yeah, we know that there's going to be about 6% of the people that will cheat and we're okay with that. And he, I said, so... 
I started smiling. I said, you got to be kidding. He said, no, 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 this is serious. I said, so what are you doing about it? He said, well, well, Arif, nothing. Because every time we do, they call us a racist and we're trying to deny vote. Okay. So what are you doing about it? You're the elected official. You're the one that's collecting a paycheck. You don't have to show up at a work, uh, at a job Monday through Friday, nine to five, like a lot of other people. We, we voted for you. you. We're counting on you. Well, it's it's more difficult than it, than that's what it, than it means. Uh, uh, it, it's harder, Arif. Much, much, much harder. I go, oh, okay, listen, it's hard to be broke. It's hard to be homeless. It's hard to work hard. It's hard to live in life. So I don't judge life by how hard things are. He said, well, that's the way it goes. All right. I don't know what the numbers are in Chicago or New Jersey. I don't know what cheat factor they have to build into the to the formula. But understand, inner cities, there's a reason that inner cities vote for Democrats. Because they feed them. They give them free stuff. And if you are uh, beholden, if you are a prisoner without the chains, but with a welfare check or vouchers for your home, for resident assistance, then who would want that to stop? The, the lifestyle in those centers, they call them, uh, you know, food graveyards or food deserts or nutrition deserts. Have you ever heard of that term? Because now that, that certain groups of people, young minorities uh, uh, mainly that uh, what I've seen are, are raiding these stores. They're running into CVS, male and female. They're running into Walgreens. And, and grocery stores and Walmarts and they're stealing stuff in trash bags and nobody can do anything about it. Everybody's afraid. I don't want to get sued. I don't want to get sued. You should knock them in the head and take the, don't let them take their stuff. But nobody does anything. Everybody's afraid. So guess what the store does? It says we're now shutting our hours earlier. So now you come home from work and six o'clock the grocery stores close. Sorry, no groceries for your children. So for the predominant majority of people who are decent, honest folks, but they voted for these clowns, and this is what you get. You say, but I can't go to the grocery store. And Kroger says, I'm sorry, we just can't make a profit. These people are stealing us blind. We're not, this is not a charity, we're a business. So who's going to pay for it? You. You. I spoke to a, a gentleman once who owns a bunch of liquor stores in not so good neighborhoods. Pretty bad neighborhoods, actually. It almost looks like you're going into a, I don't know, a bank. You know, they have the, the glass and the bulletproof this, and it's pretty wild. And so I was interested in business, so I said, hey, you know, tell me about the business model. People are coming in, they're spending three, four, five, six dollars. This is 25 years ago, 20, 25 years ago. He said, uh, he said yeah, they're, they're spending four or five or six dollars. I said, how do you make a profit on somebody spending four dollars, even if 90% of that is profit? You're making $3 a transaction. That, that doesn't seem to work for me. He says, Arif, just watch. And people come in and people come in. And there were 10, 15 people, in some cases per minute, coming, going, come in, put their money down, go out, come in, go. And he said, this is important. Folks come here two and three times a day. And they spend four, five, six dollars a day. You see, there aren't any other grocery stores. 
our profit on a bag of chips is twice what it would be if you were to buy the bag of chips at a big grocery store. And people buy the sugary drinks, the sodas, all day long. And we have huge profit on that. So he said, the difference is the folks will come here every single day, three times a day. And we just make money after money after money. Grocery store, you go there once a week usually, maybe twice if you need to pick up something. So he said, what I did is I just put these stores all around these areas and we are making a killing. I said, wow, that's what you get, guys. You get a bag of chips and a soda and heavily salted soup. That's what they sell at these little liquor stores. You want a food desert? That's what's going to happen. I share this with you so you can get involved. When we come back, I'm going to share some rules. And I think maybe something earth-shattering to you. I'm Eric Hallaby, 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847, 888-99-RETIRE. Give me a call. This is the Total Financial Solutions, TFS Financial Hour. I'm right here, your place for news, talk, and information. We'll be right back. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Hey, thanks for staying with me. Welcome to the show. Total Financial Hour. I'm Arif Halaby, TFS Financial Insurance Services. Our job is to help you uh, kind of navigate some of this craziness. Listen, the rules have changed. Have you not seen it? Right? What your parents, your grandparents did, how they lived, how they created retirement, what they did for fun. Well, it's completely different, especially if you're in your 50s or 60s. It's not going to be the same. Just, it's just impossible to be the same. There's way too much debt. There's way too much social turmoil that you can't just sit on the sidelines. But we need to know. We're playing the game, so let's find out about this. All right, 101, class is in session. Who do you think makes the rules, kids? Rich or poor people? Okay, I'll wait. Some of you are thinking about it. Okay, Johnny, your hand is up. Who do you think makes the rules? Well, Mr. Hallaby, I think it's rich people. Yes, you are right, Johnny. Rich people make the rules. But here's the shock. Are you ready for this? Rich people have always made the rules. I'll be like Joe Biden. America. Ready? <laughs> Rich people have always made the rules. Cleopatra, you heard me say this. She made the rules to benefit herself, her friends, her family. Rich people have made the rules. Napoleon, he made the rules to benefit himself, his friends, his family. Fidel Castro, Attila the Hun, Genghis Khan. Allende in Chile, Pol Pot in Cambodia, communist, socialist, dictator, Hitler, on and on, right? You get the idea. Okay, the rules were always written by rich people. We can agree. We can agree that they were always written to benefit themselves, their friends, and their family. Why do you think Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, and his team wrote the rules in the finance world and they all traded. They took Barbara Boxer, uh, Boxer and Diane Feinstein 
and made them look silly. By investing and trading on their own accounts, ethics is questionable. They made the rules. Surprise, they made lots of money. With insider trading, oh, but it's not illegal. Nope, nope, it's not. Some of them just decided to step down and resign and go get cushy jobs somewhere else. But Powell and his friends, Janet Yellen, they make the rules for themselves and their friends and their family. But you see, here's the difference. When the United States was created, uh, yeah, rich people still made the rules in this country. And they put one little clause. The reason my dad came to this country, the reason many of you or your parents came to this country is for this next sentence. The rules apply to everyone. But if you figure it out, you win. Don't figure it out. Sorry, you lose. The rules apply to everybody in this country. That's why people are dying on boats. Literally, they're, they're dying across deserts. They're trying to come here. Right? Most of these people just don't want to be persecuted. Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras. Who is coming here? They're European appearing elites? Or are they purging their Mayan, Indian, indigenous population? You understand that? Democrats, what you are watching is a purging of a population in some cases that don't even speak Spanish. The Mayan Indians and others only speak their language. They speak Mayan. You didn't even know that Mayan was still a language that's alive. It is in the jungles of the Yucatan. It is in the hills and the mountains of Guatemala and Honduras. A lot of the people, most of the people that are coming are the Indian population, the indigenous people. They're being purged and sent. So can you imagine if we could say, all right, we're going to take all of our inner city people, all of our poor people, and we're going to push them into Mexico. We're going to do this marketing thing and give you t-shirts that say, Libertad, give me freedom. Can you imagine? We'd have a pretty good country. Get rid of all the poor people. Uh, what? Yes, that's what they're doing. So rich people make the rules. The rules apply to everybody, but you have to figure it out. So what did you used to do? Well, look, you would work in the farm or the fields or the factory. You would pool your money. In some cases, little villages would. Or your family would save and you might have enough to send one child to college. Would that be the oldest boy or the oldest girl? Think about it. That's right. The oldest boy. And you would send that child off to college. You would check your watch. You'd get back in the field and you'd say, it's been three, four, five years. Timmy, What's going on? And he said, Dad, let me tell you about the rules. Let me tell you about the world. We are going to be rich. A businessman, uh, an attorney, maybe an engineer, a biologist. He comes back and tells you. Now, listen, don't blame me. Don't shoot the messenger. They didn't send young women off to college back then. You know that. Today, what is there, 55, 60% of the colleges are women? Why didn't you hear that on MSNBC? Right? They're still recovering from their meltdown of, of losing Virginia. So they're too busy to notice that uh, 50, 60%, 60, I think it's 55, 60%, depending on the colleges, universities, are women. 
Oh, this this racist, whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, right, any minute now. And so these women now are being educated. It's a great thing. We need it. We need a society of educated folks. But no longer do you have to get student loans to educate people. I mean, you understand that, right? 25 years ago, those little devices in your purse or your pocket or your hip, all the information is free. What used to take years to get knowledge, information, takes seconds, seconds, not, not hours, right? In my case, when I was, even when I was in high school, I had honors English classes and I couldn't, our library, our public school library was lousy. So my mom would drive me to the Cal State uh, facility the library. I would go there. She dropped me off on a Saturday morning and pick you up at four o'clock. And I'd have books and I'd have to go get the Dewey Decimal System and walk upstairs, try to find the book, come back. Oh, oh, that's not the right one. It doesn't have exactly what I need. I'd go back. This would take place all day on a Saturday. Today, my kids in 15 minutes, no joke, 15 minutes could have all of the information that it took me probably two Saturdays to get. You see, knowledge is everywhere. It's almost worthless because it is not rare. It is not valued anymore. Ah, but wisdom. Wisdom, the use of that knowledge, oof, that's a rare one, Arif. Yes, it is. You see, you thought you were just going to go to work. You were going to save a little bit. You were going to retire with a pension at 65, and the government would give you Social Security. Your, your company would give you a pension. You pay it off your house because you had a 30-year mortgage and you never refinanced and you're retired. Except the rules have changed. You see, some of you took on student loan debt. You've heard me say that before. Don't ever. Do not co-sign for anybody's student loan. I get it. You're guilty because you left their dad. He was an alcoholic. You're guilty. You feel bad because you left their mom and she went and married and had another family. I understand You're guilty because you never felt like, uh, okay, you can be guilty. You can feel all day long. Don't translate that into dollars. Stay away from student loan debt. Because now you live your life of retirement. You know that rich people make the rules and rich people don't get student loan debt. Well, yeah, Irv gets because they're rich. No, no, no. It's simple. You go to community college first and you get two years under your belt. Oh, but I want the experience. Which one? The one where uh, most uh, males that are accused of rape are are uh, wrongly accused? Is that is that the experience? Females that get drunk and sloppy and look stupid and sometimes have regretful behavior? Is, is that the kind of uh, college experience you want? Look, I was a Los Angeles policeman around a Cal State University and the dorm, uh, sorry, and the uh, sororities and fraternities that went with it and a UC system with the fraternities and sororities and problems. I swore my kids would never attend that. And I didn't even have kids at the time. The behavior of, quote, rich kids or poor kids or any kid, the hazing, the experience, I was like, never again, never would I... Wait, you said you loved your kids? Okay, yeah, I see. If you're going to send them to a university, of course. Listen, my kids had to have, you've heard me tell this. If not, hey, surprise, here it is. 
I said, kids, if you don't have a bachelor's degree by the time you're 25, uh, you're not going to be inheriting anything from me. Well, wait a second, Arif. Didn't you just say that, that educate, listen, I, of course they're going to have a degree, but two years of community college figured out what you want to do. It'll keep your retirement from being um, garnished, right? Do you understand your wages are garnished by the IRS? If you don't pay student loan debt, Social Security, there's around 170,000 people, 170, that are currently having their Social Security wages garnished by the IRS because they did not pay student loan debt that they signed up for or co-signed for. Okay, so please, this is your life. This is everything you worked for. You thought you were going to have that pension, that social security. Some of you are blessed to be able to leave your job when they're going to start forcing your healthcare decisions down this vaccination rat hole because you're 61, 62. You saved, you did the stuff you were supposed to do. Others of you are making very tough decisions for your family. I support you. I think it is actually the right decision. It still means you have to eat dinner. It still means you have to take care of your family. That responsibility doesn't go away. So now you have to get creative. Remember that place that I said, everything is available. Knowledge is, is, is worthless. It's cheap it's because it's not valued anymore. You just go to your search engine. How do I start a business that is like in the field that I'm in, right? You're an electrician for one of the, the disgusting hospital chains that requires people to get vaccinated. Nobody's courageous. I, listen, I want to salute Southwest for finally, you know, straightening up their act. Hopefully they stay this way. And I think, what is it, American? No vaccine mandates for their, for their uh, employees. You want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. You don't, don't. So what do they do? Fine. Look, maybe that's the career you change to. Or you go online and you say, how do I start a business of what? Electrical engineering. How do I start a business of HR? From what I've told you from the beginning, be your own boss. The day of counting on a company to take care of you is over. If you're in your 30s or 40s, get out. Have a plan B and make it your plan A. I get it. If you're 59, 62, 64, one more year, six more months, you know, then the times are different for you. But you have to plan for your own retirement. I'm going to get you the phone number here in just a second. You have to plan for your own future. Because nobody else is going to care for you. Your boss, your supervisor. Let me tell you what's happening privately at these hospitals. We've had four different hospital employees, dozens of them, call and, and come in. And they're saying that their boss's boss's boss, all the way up, are privately saying this is ridiculous. This is shooting us in the foot. We are working nonstop. We can't figure this out. And it's the overpaid administrators, I'm telling you guys, they are the ones that are creating the problems. Overpaid and, and worthless in some opinions who are making this happen. But privately, that's what they say. We're so sorry. This is ridiculous. We can't believe this. Da-da-da-da. And no courage. No courage. 
That UCLA doctor who walked out, called courage. The nurses that walked out, courage. School teachers that are protesting, yep, courage. Police officers in Chicago, mm, courage. Yeah, but what about, what about, what about? Do you think doing the right thing is supposed to be easy? Like going to a spa day? Oh, the right thing is so difficult for me. Excuse me, a little to the left. Yeah, just get that shoulder right, just right there. Thank you. No, no, doing the right thing is difficult. I wish that it is not. The last 50 years, we've had a wonderful life in this country. I'm sorry, it's not going to be that way for the next 50. Especially if you don't stand up. Spoke to a client recently. Los Angeles City Fire Department. Are you ready for this? People you trust with your life? Car accidents, house fires. Yeah, half of them are stepped down. I don't know, uh, of, of this particular uh, division or, or um, firehouse. This is just one example. 120-hour shift. He works from Monday. He gets off on the weekend. 120-hour shift because there's nobody that will work it because they're firing people or suspending them with this vaccine craziness. Did, did you hear me? The guy that you trusted who's been up all night for 120 hours. That's your city leadership, Los Angeles. Corrupt, disgusting. That's your leadership, guys. You have to stand up. Show up to the meetings. Fight back. Hold these people accountable, just like they did in Loudoun County, Virginia. The arrogance of those school board members when that little girl was raped. The indifference to a human suffering because they're worried about feelings. If you have time, you have the money. Maybe, listen, your life might be changed. We're going to retire. We're going to go to Lake Tahoe in the summer. And then the winter, we're going to be, you know, in the Bahamas. And life was good. And we were sitting with the, well, maybe, you know what? God had a different plan. Maybe he said, you know what? The reason I gave you wealth, the reason I gave you income, knowledge, relationships, experience, contacts, wisdom, is because I need you. And now's the time. Can we save this country? I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't know. Glimmer of hope? Yep. Virginia was a glimmer of hope. The amount of votes that Larry Elder got? <sighs> glimmer of hope. The amount of people fighting back, that courage, that list I gave you? Glimmer of hope. But your retirement. Here's my number. 888-99-RETIRE. 888-997-3847. 9973847. Look, rich people make the rules. The rules are changing, but listen, they are observable. Figure it out that you win, don't figure it out you lose. When we would send our kids off to college, that's because we wanted to figure it out. That's where the knowledge was. It's over there. All right, we have to borrow money, we have to save, we have to sacrifice. Let's go send one person to try to bring us out of poverty, says the family of the 18 and 1900s. Today, knowledge is everywhere. It's free. But wisdom. You see, you still have a place 
that old farmer, the rancher, dropped out of the eighth grade. Wisdom, 60-year-old, hey, listen, Joe, tell me about life. What do I do about this? And Joe will tell you. Here's what it is. Ask him about uh, how do you build a nuclear reactor? No, that's the five-year-old at the dinner table. And they go to their little search engine on their little smartphone or tablet that you put in front of their face. And he'll say, Daddy, here's how you build a nuclear reactor. I just typed it into my search engine. And out it comes. There's no wisdom there. How to use that knowledge. But you can teach. You can volunteer at the schools. You can show up at the school board. You can teach kids. You can start a Prager University, Prager U uh, program, whether it's the kids program or the youth program or a community program. You can start some of these to make a difference and get involved way earlier than what most people do. Because a lot of people say, well, I'm not going to do it until... You know, I got to have this much saved. I got to be able to have do this, this. Well, maybe that will never happen. But maybe this pandemic was the reason. You losing your job, maybe that's the reason. Watching some of the craziness that's happening, that might be the reason. Because I don't think, in most cases, the rules that say the trucks cannot pick up the uh, the goods because they're less they're they're older than three years old. Uh, damn the torpedoes, as they say. We are saving the environment. Meanwhile, you have ships dumping everything from sewage and everything else over uh, over over the uh, edge. Right, you have people sitting off towards the side trying to figure out life, and what are they doing? There, there's literally nothing except problems happening off the ports of the United States. From oil spills to sewage leakage. And so the environmentalists who think they're going to save by, by making, uh, you know, Stevie have two trucks that are, are no longer able to work in California. Oh, we saved some emissions and they're ruining the coastlines of this country. Symbolism over substance. I've done a couple of shows on that. I'm going to do another one. I kind of keep uh, compile a list as I go. And I, I kind of keep this running list of new and improved symbolism over substance. How the left continues to make it feel like they're making a difference. But not really making a difference. Looking like they're feeling like they're kind of maybe sort of. The masks are a perfect example. The same one you put in your back pocket. You have to fight these crazy things. Oh, yeah, masks work. Really? Except for the president. Right? He puts it on when he walks out of the door of Air Force One, but when he gets down the stairs, he takes it off. But he's when he's with the Pope, a foot away, two old men with a thousand different comorbidities between them. Oh, no, they don't. Uh, come on. Gavin Newsom goes into the French Laundry, one of the more expensive restaurants, with the two health care experts who required the rest of you in California to wear a mask. And not only did they not wear a mask, they didn't social distance. Not only did they not social distance, they were in a closed building. 
These are the same people that told you you couldn't have Thanksgiving with your family. I want you to start fighting back with logic. You've saved. You want reliable retirement income? You want to make sure that your income never goes away regardless of these efforts to cancel you? That's what we're about. You want to use your wealth, your success, your reasonable rates of return along this journey to give you that steady stream of income so you can go out and fight? That's what we're here for. That's what we provide. Ongoing streams of income, the ability to never run out of money, the ability to leave it to your children or grandchildren, even the option to get tax-free income in retirement. All of those things work together to empower you. I know, listen, for 30 or 40 years, you had to go to work to get a paycheck. But you've saved. You've done the right thing. You've built your wealth. And maybe the time to get away from that bondage, to get away from that beholdenness to your employer is now. Maybe you and your family can fight. What I want you to do now is look in the mirror and ask who's going to fight, who's going to protect our children, who's going to protect our nation, who's going to protect our freedoms. And if you can see anybody else in that mirror, then that may be the person that's going to do it. Dennis Prager says it best. There are the fighters, there's those that support the fighters, and then there's everybody else. Both the fighters and those that support the fighters, they're very important. We fight and we support Dennis and Larry. Because of you as a client of ours, you help make that happen. So thank you. Many of you are clients. Just know that's what we do. With the income, with the money that we, we make, it goes to support the fighters. All across the board, Charlie Kirk, Dennis Prager, Larry Elder, that's what we do. And because of you, we can. So thank you. I'm Eric Hallaby. The total financial hour, 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. Thanks for being a part of the show. Have a blessed day. Total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial power. The total financial hour. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.